Back here in studio with uh, Jim Minery. How you doing, Jim? All right, man. Good. Been trying to get this podcast for a while. I'm glad, glad we finally got yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's about time. You know, people need to be aware of things on every side of the spectrum. And I know you kind of go both ways. Uh, not you know, I'm interloper. Not that way. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have no, I have no family. You know, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Republican. I'm kind of just in the middle. So. Yeah, that's weird because we actually had a Democrat um, as one of our spoke as one of our keynote speakers one time. Uh, Senator Katrina Jackson out of Louisiana. Oh, yeah, I remember and that. You might not know, but uh, in, in Louisiana, you pretty much have to be pro-life to be a Democrat even. It's the only state That's in the country. That's kind of like here, you got to be pro-gun. Yeah, exactly. That's why I think it's so funny to hear those uh, ads by the no convention folks. You might lose your gun rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? So for the folks who don't know about you, I want to talk about you a little bit, and then we'll talk sure. about some of these you uh, issues. You, you're with Alaska Family Council and Alaska uh, Family Action. Yes, sir. Which are sure. kind of very... I guess, would you call it conservative or kind of pro-life? Uh, it's a it's a Christian, Christian public policy yeah. organization. Okay. I mean, we're faith-based, we're Christian, but we represent anyone who has a conservative leaning towards smaller government and um, protecting the family, parental rights, um, religious liberty. And you don't have to be a Christian to believe in that. You can be a Muslim and mm-hmm. believe in, you know, the freedom to worship the way you see fit. And so, yeah, we're a faith-based group that uh, focuses on policies that protect the family. Now, you actually grew up here. I did. Went to Lake Otis Elementary School just right down the street here. I think recently someone told me Andrew Halcrow, he has a podcast. And yeah. you grew up with him or did you know him? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. Wow. I mean, he calls me uh, the bully, that I'm still a bully. He's not a, big he's, fan. he's not a fan of you. No, he's, he's not. I mean, I've known Andrew a long time and yeah. I think anybody who knows Andrew knows Andrew. He lo- Andrew loves Andrew. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> he's all about Andrew. And I, I don't know. I I. I, I uh, I didn't even spend a lot of time with him when I was in school with him. We just were different. You know, he, he somehow recalls me beating him up in Lake Otis Elementary. I don't remember that, you know. But I haven't heard that. Wow. He, he, well, he just says he was a bully in elementary school. He's still a bully. And it's like, I don't know, Andrew. Come on. I, I, I'm, I'm opinionated just like you are. But, you know, I don't know about being a bully. So you told you, you were like born here, raised the whole born day? Born and raised, yeah. I was wow. at the, at the uh, uh, Providence when it was uh, on Ninth Avenue. Um, the famous pictures, my mom holding me when I was an infant with a giant crack in the side of the wall because it was, I was, you know, she was pregnant with me during, uh, the 64 earthquake. Oh, wow. So I was Jeez. born in December of 64. Oh, what, what, what day? Uh, December 19th. Oh, it's my mom's birthday. Oh, really? I'm 21st. Oh, right on, yeah, man. I'm the, cool. I'm the, so I'm the longest night of the year. <laughs> nice. And That's I'm, my I'm, mom's favorite, uh, time of the year. Well, I mean, Jane, let me see. December 21st is the the uh, winter solstice. Winter solstice. And so it starts to get more and more daylight, mm-hmm. right? And she, she's always just celebrating. So, so I always thought growing up, I was I was thought I was a Sagittarius. So I, I still identify as a Sagittarius, but apparently <laughs> something on the cusp, where if you're on the cusp, you're kind of like, uh, in the, I don't know, with Capricorn, I don't even know. but Yeah, you know, I, I'm a Sagittarius, but I don't. There's some weird December 21st birthdays. Uh, Stalin. One, one, there's some, oh, wow. There's, there's, some, there's some odd ones out there. Okay. So, so the, th- the thing is, you probably dealt with this growing up. I'm sure you did. Everybody who's born around Christmas, yep, I'd always yep. get a, a, a package or a, a, from the And pa- that covers both of them. Yeah. Happy birthday, Merry Christmas. <laughs> you know, I worked hard to, to oppose that. I, I, I my grandma, be... aunts, uncles, it was always a two for one. <laughs> my sister was born in August. Okay. So every time Herbert they came around, I'm like, this is bullshit. Why are you getting extra? <laughs> you, get, you get both. I get one. Where did you grow up? Albuquerque. 
Oh, New Mexico. Yeah. Right on. How long were you there for? Until I moved here in 04. Okay. So 19, I, almost nine, I was born in San Diego. My dad yep. retired from the Navy after I was born. And then for whatever reason, they chose to move to Albuquerque, wow. outside of Albuquerque. And then we spent, spent you know, my, my parents still live in that same. In fact, um, huh. re- recording this on Tuesday, I'm heading tonight to L.A. Um, my sister and my parents were taking them to Maui for a week. It's their 50th oh. wedding anniversary. Nice. To Kanapali or? Uh, where? Just, I don't know. Some yeah. kind of, we, what's it called? I've never been to Maui before, but we have like an Airbnb we got. Right on. I love Maui. Yeah, we go there every, in fact, we're going there in January of I, this year. I've been to Big Island a few times. I love Big Island. Oh, yeah. Not Kona. so much Not so much Oahu person. But. Yep, yep. Although I've heard a lot of people, I was talking to someone the other day that said, you know, uh, Oahu is better than people think it is. And it's kind of the secret because you get outside, like towards Makaha, any, anywhere outside. You have to get of out of Honolulu. Big time. Like, Although, like, you know, even Honolulu has its, you know, uh, attractions that are unique to Hawaii compared to any other place. I mean, giant city. We stayed in, um, some friends had a big Airbnb house they got and they, for a month and they couldn't stay the whole time. So we ended up, my sister and some friends went there last December, got a kind of a deal. And it was way up on the north, kind of by North Shore. Yep, yep. And it was a house, there was kind of close to the beach, but we found up the road about 20 minutes there's something called Turtle Bay. It's like a golf course. Oh, I've heard of it. And you, you, can, you can go and it's like 50 bucks or you get like a little, um, you know, umbrella, like a big umbrella by, on the on the beach. Very nice beach. There's a bay. Yep. You can swim. Oh, and yeah, yeah. And it was It was pretty nice. No, was, Turtle Bay, I thought, was like this. I mean, isn't there a nice resort there as well? Oh, yeah. No, super expensive. Like super expensive. Like, like $1,000 a night. But you oh. can go because it's public beach, just like Alaska with public oh, water yeah. and public yeah, land. Yeah. So public, you public, just rent, a, rent an umbrella and they sell rent your little section. Yeah, I mean, you can go there without the umbrella. It's nice to have the chairs and the umbrella. It's really, you know, you can go, there's like a little restaurant there. And nice. Just nice. really, really enjoyable. I, I'd like to be there. That My dream is to be in uh, Hawaii for three months a year, you know, leave here right about after after Christmas. I want to have a snowy Christmas and then see you at spring break, you know, over there. For, I, I have my, my buddy, um, he's actually running for legislature, Forrest Wolf. Oh, yeah. He's a, yep. I, get, I get him and Forrest McDonald, Jay McDonald, confused. Forrest changed his name to but Jay. Yeah. Because uh, he didn't want to identify people identifying him as Dunbar. You get yeah. Do you confuse Forrest Wolf and Forrest McDonald with Forrest Dunbar? Probably no. <laughs> <laughs> and Forrest, uh, you know, Forrest Gump as well. You know, all, yeah, it's weird. Like this small little. Well, it's we yeah. I'm getting to know Forrest McDonald. I don't think I know Forrest Wolf. Is he a conservative or is he a um, liberal? Or he was a legislative staff. He worked for a Republican. Yep. He's running as a Republican against Donna Mears. Okay, but is um, he the guy that cut his hair? He cut his hair. Yeah. He, okay, so that's Forrest Wolf. It's Forrest Wolf. And then there's isn't there a Forrest McDonald also running? Uh. He, yeah, like you said, he changed his name to Jay. Okay, so the one that changed his name is Jay. Correct. Okay, I Different. mean the guy. So the guy that I talked to, uh, that is not filling out our survey, and we had a long discussion about that. I mean, but I think he's an ally. Um, my hope is that we can get him elected because he seems like a good guy on our issues. And so but, For- yeah. Forrest Wolf was a legislative staffer for. He worked for most, I think, all Republicans. Yep. yep. Um, but then his dad was. He grew up in Juneau. His dad retired from Sea Alaska, and then he has. He lives on Kona. In uh, Waikoloa Village. So His I've dad st- does? Yeah, he has a condo there, so I've stayed with him a few times. Oh, nice. And I was like, I mean, not that I, I can't afford it now, but looking down the road, what does it cost? You, you you can actually get a place for not, it's not crazy expensive, but these condo dues in Hawaii are insane. Like only $800, 900 like crazy. <laughs> per month? Per month. Oh, my god, They're really high. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I my, my do- deal is just to go over there for Airbnb for three months, you know, and live on the beach. You can still work. I mean, it's like, I won't be in, I won't, I won't fly back to go to Juno. We have, you know, my, my policy director, Mike Pauley, um, left. He's now the, uh, director, the executive director of the South Dakota Catholic conference. 
And so he was my Carl Rove when that was a good term. Oh, Alaska um, to South Dakota, huh? Well, he went to Seattle. He moved to Seattle, and then he just he took that as long as he could, and still worked with me. And uh, Usabelli was one of his clients, and then uh, then he moved to South Dakota because he couldn't handle Seattle. And then uh, South Cap- Dakota has that Republic, that woman governor, right? That everybody governor known, governor known. Yeah, oh yeah, real, oh yeah, she's, she's as good as it gets. I think it was her. Pretty sure she was supposed to go on Bill Maher a few weeks ago, and then he she oh. canceled, and he kind of like kind of. Well, it's weird. Me. It's like you know, I, t- I say that about DeSantis as well. I mean. You know, yeah, I'd like to have him run for office, but at the same time, it seems like anyone that gets on the national stage, there's something that ends up being about them that you don't like. You know, and but Governor Bill, Governor Nome has had multiple things in her state. But Bill Maher, you know, he's he's he gets conservatives on there a lot. Oh, he's he's always very pretty fair to him. And no, I think he's become more conservative than liberal on he, he a lot says, of things. He says that he's. What he says is he's old school liberal, and he's he yeah. says these people have he's not changed; they've changed. That's right. They're this leftists kind of, now. They're leftists. You know, There's a difference between being limiting a liberal speech and, and, and all these kind oh, of yeah. crazy things that are happening. And this woke wokeness is that's right out of control. It's not the standard typical classical liberal. I mean, because most liberals would say, "I want to have a healthy, good discussion with you." Liberal education is to say, let's throw everything on the table, discuss it, and find out what we think is right, what's wrong, and disagree amicably and go have a beer. I mean, this, re- this really started kind of several years ago, and, and this Bill Maher was one of them, but I think Larry the Cable Guy and there's mm-hmm. other ones that they can't go to universities anymore because the, the universities have people now employ to, to police or to monitor, censor the, 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 the material of comedians. It's unbelievable. I mean, I saw a thing on Vice News a couple of years ago. These big universities literally have, they're, they're like, they're, they're like minders, you know, and it's like Soviet and, and they have to approve your content of your comedy and you can't talk about you know, whether it's like, you know, transgender or, 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 you know, race, certain racial thing. You can't yep. talk about those things. Yeah, yeah. So they've stopped doing it's amazing. universities. Yeah. That's why I love, what's his name? The black guy that, that, uh, um, that got slapped by Will Smith. <laughs> Um, oh, Chris Rock. Yeah, and then there's another guy that that has that had the trans joke that got attacked on oh, stage. Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I love yeah. those guys, man. I mean, I wouldn't agree with them on many things, but you know, they are of the mindset that the the, the left has become um, insane. Well, and, 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 I, and I'm actually pretty happy that I, I like now that we just saw this thing with the Salmon Sisters. I don't know if you followed any of that. Uh, I don't think so. It's really kind of dumb, but they came out with a actually a company they partnered with came out with a, a dress, a tunic type, you know, you know and it kind of resembled. Not really, but I mean, it, it, some people could say it looked like a cuss buck. And they got attacked by the woke mob on Twitter for appropriating, and, and it blew up, and they had to apologize, and they, you know, so all these companies now, they, they, they get attacked by the woke mob, right? And I'm surprised Netflix has kind of kept oh, going yeah. with some of the comedy. I'm, I, You know, it was really, and even Spotify with uh, Joe Rogan. You That's know, right. Their That's employees right. had some kind of, inter- and the, I think they just kind of said, look, do what you're going to do, but somebody somebody leaked, leaked information, they, they fired them. God. Some inter- employee leaked like Joe Rogan material, whatever they were going to do, and I don't know how you can defend that. I mean, you know, it, to me, it seems like it's so antithetical to um, to so many different things, including liberalism, but also um, American uh, First Amendment. You know, it's like how in the world can you defend saying that that position doesn't have uh, the right to have the um, oxygen? And, and how can people? How can people have the mission or goal to get someone fired or hurt hurt somebody's? I mean, I mean, I think there's certain things that are so bad that we I think we can just all agree, right? Sure. Those are the those are the ones that rarely happen, right? Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. it's like something. Some somebody says something or something, you know, and it's like the goal isn't to 
you know, put, put it out there and say, look, I don't agree with what they said. The goal is to get them fired, That's ruin right. their business, destroy their life. That's right. Yeah. It, it limit, you know, prevent them from ever doing anything again. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I mean, one of my great examples is when Melania Trump was getting her dress or, or the, the inaugural balls being discussed, there was a, a wedding designer. And if you get your dress designed or if, if the, uh, the first lady has, uh, you design their dress, then you automatically get it into the Smithsonian institution. And so it's a very high honor mm-hmm. for a designer. And before this, individual uh is a a famous dress designer was even asked she said listen if melania ever asked me i would uh i I wouldn't even consider taking her call much less designing a dress for her and that was fascinating that there wasn't one conservative that stood forward and said you know what let's take her to court let's put her out of business they said you know what she has the right to do that because that's her job and she determines what kind of job she takes and doesn't so so, so, so that's fine picking who you want to work with but if she were to do it the flip side would be people would go after her and say, no, no, no. What I'm saying is that they didn't go after her. She said, no, I'm not going to do it. But the difference is between. But if, but if she would have said yes, if she would have done it. Oh, yeah. She would have been attacked no, by, right. by, by the woke mob. That's right. How could you possibly with, do that? empowering or working with, know. you know. That's right. But, but if you don't want to work with someone, that's your choice. You can do whatever you no, want. That's but right. it's, it's the reverse of this kind of someone does something and then you attack them. That's right. Their, Tip- their job, their livelihood, their business, you know, yeah. their. their, their it's, it's, and it's really a horrible thing that's going on. I have on. A, a friend, this very liberal uh, Swedish girl that I've known forever, and I, I told her about the example of the uh, the wedding, either wedding cake or the uh, florist. or what, There's lots of different examples. And she listened to it and said, okay, so you're saying that she was put out of business because she didn't want to do a same-sex wedding. And then she thought, she, again, it's a very liberal person, and, and then she thought about it and she said, you know, why didn't they just go to a gay-friendly baker? And I was like, exactly. It's not like that service is yeah, not Yeah, no, I wouldn't available. want to work with somebody. I wouldn't want to hire some, like, I, I wouldn't go to, you know, with Landmine and hire somebody to do something who hates me, who hates Landmine, who hates that, my business. That's I, what, I'd find somebody else. They're fishing. That's what they're doing. And they go out and they find people. And this particular, I mean, the case we brought up was uh, Baron L. Stutzman. And she, she went all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court and lost her case ultimately and, you know, um, lost her business. But, um you know, she was best friends, good, well, not best friends, but really good friends with this young guy that worked in her, um, you know, volunteered. He, She did tons and tons of florist jobs for him, and he was gay. She knew it. She was a, a, a conservative Christian. He knew it. They were still good friends. They, they parted ways on that issue, but they worked together. They loved each other, and uh, when he came in after Washington legalized same-sex marriage and said, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting married. I finally get to married, and she said, well, you know, I can't, you know, I love you, but I can't can't do your wedding right you know that and he said yeah i understand that and he walked out the door his uh partner told the ag and that began the six or seven or eight year process of her getting out of business i I mean i I guess the only thing i would say is if there was if you were living in a place where there was only one bakery in a thousand miles show me example i'm not saying but in that case okay but you know, that's never the case. It hasn't, I haven't seen that case. And I don't even, yeah. I mean, I, I, I I've heard that brought up several times. And see, from my, and we, we, you and I are probably far apart on a lot of this stuff, but yeah, from my perspective, yeah. it wouldn't matter to me, but I mean, I can see how if I had a bakery, I, you know, make a cake for Whoever. pretty much anybody, but well, KKK might, you might draw. Well, the line I wouldn't, there. yeah, yeah, sure. Oh, I, I wouldn't, but that's I, discrimination. I, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, that's true. Yeah. I wouldn't not do the KKK. Don't they have the right to have that view? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, man, make them a cake. That's a really good point. You of know, course. you get some hate group coming in there. No, big something. time. And, but that's what that, we've been considered. Hi, I'm here for the clan cake. <laughs> exactly. We've been identified. And so that's the thing is that you can't, 
determine what is a hate group or not because the Southern Poverty Law Center has identified almost every conservative Christian group as a hate group. I've been uh, classified as that. In fact, um, I had a guy on base call me a couple of years ago and said, you know, it's weird because I was at this uh, diversity training on on base and they were talking about hate groups and they brought your group up. So th- that's what I wanted to ask you is, is <laughs> you're, like, what? You, you, and I've known you for, I think the first time we met yeah. was when I ran for office in 2012, yep. remember we over at Steam, or that's right. Black Cup, Cafe Del Mundo. Yeah, before, yeah, remember? yeah, yeah, big time. Yep. And, and it's funny, like when you meet you, if I didn't know who you were, if I didn't know your, like your, I just would have thought maybe you wanted to go get a beer. I mean, you, you don't yeah. come across as like, but you're, you're painted by a lot of people, a lot of the you know, kind of the, the progressive mm-hmm. the liberal type media or people who are on the left side of, I mean, yeah. they, re- they really hate you. Yeah. That, that's probably a, a it's funny because right, the they right don't word. actually know me, you know, and that's the part they think is telling about the left is that they're, they're really uncomfortable. Oh, I don't want to say uncomfortable because you can get in good, healthy debates with people, but um, it's a fallback to, to, um, you know, to uh, malign castigate and personalize the issue because you know then you're you're the bad guy no i think some of it probably stems from this is going back a long time there was the 2000 was it nine didn't they pass like an ordinance the assembly passed an ordinance it was a anti some kind of discrimination thing wasn't remember that was a big deal oh yeah yeah it's been a few times um i mean and we we, you guys were out you guys are opposed we were out front on the bathroom bill is what it was called. And, you know, all we were saying, it was so fascinating because... No, but I'm, I'm talking about like 2000, like a long time oh, ago. Oh, 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 that the, was the sexual orientation gender identity bill. The 09, and, 2009 yes. summer. That was when everybody was testifying the whole summer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That ruined my summer. I mean, I had to be there every Tuesday. It was like, it was a gorgeous summer. I, I think Chris Constant uh, always refers to it as the summer of hate. I think he's talking about you. you But it was so funny because we were in, because they actually started setting up a carnival type setting on the assembly lawn because it was so sunny and warm outside. So there were people with red, because remember the whole, everyone was wearing red on our side and the other side was all rainbow and they had vendors. It was like just, it was like a clown show. I mean, so so the city, they they introduced uh, an ordinance, right? Yeah. And then Sullivan, uh, I think Sullivan vetoed it, right? I mean, they passed it, but then Sullivan vetoed it and they didn't have the ability to override his veto. But then they came back and now it's the law of the land. So if you're, you know, someone in town that says, hey, listen, I don't want to um, support, uh, you know, someone's uh, same-sex marriage because, you know, I'm I'm not um, supportive of marriage. I don't even think it is marriage. Then I don't want to provide this service. You can go to the 99% of the other uh, people in town that do my kind of business, and they'll serve you fine. So it's not. A, it's never been really a, like you said before. A thousand miles before there's any other services. That's not the case. I mean, so they, uh, yeah, I, was give, I was given the extreme example, but I. But I, again, I don't think those really. I, I no, they don't exist. exist. I mean, you know, it's Maybe kind of it's like a really small town. It's like the abortion thing. You know, people want to say, "Oh, let's talk about uh, rape and incest." Like, okay, yeah, we will. I'd be happy to discuss that. But let's talk about the ninety-nine point seven percent of abortions that have nothing to do with rape and incest, and then we'll talk about the rape and incest one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just unusual. Well, I mean, it's, it's, I, 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 Ben Shapiro has has said this many times when he's given um he goes speaks at universities and yep. gives lectures and it, when he can speak at universities <laughs> he, he gets i mean the, the usually he gets sponsored by like one of the, the conservative he goes he goes oh, quite yeah. a bit to, he's one i of know but he's goes. also been he gets yeah, kicked sure, out he gets booed and attacked and 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 kicked out he's he, there's been multiple he didn't he wasn't able to speak at berkeley uh, yep that's, that's um so that there's been out. others that he just like you know but, which they, but he's he said this and, and i and I've, I've always kind of like the response from people, he goes, look, if rape incest, like you're talking about, he goes, look, look, I'll concede to you. Okay. Rape incest. 
these let, let's just okay we'll, we'll put those aside yeah yeah now now let's talk about the rest that's right yeah and then nobody ever wants to do it's that it's a sidetrack because what abortion truly is is birth control for the most part and so they don't want to discuss the reality it used to be safe legal and rare right that, I, mean, that, I mean that's yeah, that, you know that's, I, I think you're we we I'm ultimately I'm pro pro, pro choice person yeah, but I, yeah. I think you know my kind of view of it is and I got in a really big argument with with a female friend of mine recently about this, I said, well, why don't we just define it? Like, when, when can you, I said, for me, it's 15 weeks, you know, kind of yep. up to 15 weeks, whatever you want, you know, yeah. uh, no yeah. restriction. But yeah. after, and then she goes, why do you want to, you know, restrict it? I said, you're a man. I said, well, society makes laws. We have to have laws on this yeah. thing. Yeah. And I said, you know, I asked her, I said, so can you, do you support an abortion at eight months? And she kind of looked at me and she's like, well, she, yeah, uh, nobody does that. I go, okay, well then like, let's have, we have to have, we have to limit it. Right. I mean, somehow right. we have to have a, a law. I mean, we have laws. We r- operate under laws and that's right. That's right. Yeah. One of my, one of my, uh, most fascinating videos that I saw right around the Dobbs case was this young girl going around college campuses and she had a picture of a sonogram, uh, from, or, a, 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 yeah, a sonogram from, um, from 1973 and it looked, you couldn't tell what it was because of the technology then. And so she would ask me, what do you think this is? I don't know, Loch Ness Monster, I don't know, UFO. It's like you can't tell at all what it is. And then she says, okay, well, now I'm going to show you the same, um, the same sonogram from 2022 and 4D. Well, it's obviously a baby. Exact same time, it was, I think, a seven-week uh, shot inside the, the womb. Mm-hmm. And they said, well, that's obviously a baby. And then the question wasn't, are you pro-life or pro-choice? It was, do you think that when the Supreme Court made the decision that they should consider new technology that's enabled you to actually identify it as a human as opposed to Loch Ness Monster or UFO? And almost all of them, she didn't say, are you pro-choice or pro-life? But they said, oh, yeah, definitely. I I guess where I come from, and and, and this is the hard one where it's like, when do you define, you know, and that's that's a hard thing to talk about or or define, but... For me, it's like I think there are situations many times where yeah. a woman gets into a bad, you know, sure. spot, and that you know, abortion is probably the best of a lot of bad options. And and you know, I'm not. I just ultimately feel like that's up to her. Yeah. But yeah. but at some point, I, I do think. I mean, Europe. It's funny in Europe and, and many other countries around the world. It's it's pretty hard to get much more conservative. Abortion. Much more. You, conservative. you have to get counseling. You can't just time. go. I mean, there's. Yeah. Well, all of Europe, it's it's much more difficult. Yeah, people, we, we are in par with uh, China, North Korea. Um, you know, it, it, we don't we're not in good company. I mean, now that Dobbs has been resolved, that uh, you know, the, the, the Alito basically just said we don't have a horse in this race, and and he was he was speaking from a constitutional perspective, not a moral perspective. Just it's not there. They manufacture. Well, when the right, court you know. when the court did this back in the seventies, I guess seventy two, I think. It's funny. Alaska was one of the states before Roe v. Wade to legalize. Yeah, Alaska, yeah. California. There's a handful of other yeah. ones. Yeah. Um. But but it, it is. I mean, whether you know whether you're for or against whatever. Yep. It is true that they they did kind of take that issue away from the lawmakers. Well, they're not and kind of. It, it's they, they it, did, and and this did. is this has been the kind of crux of this problem for fifty years. That's right. That's why Dobbs has you know unfortunately it's not going to make a, a hoot of difference in Alaska because of the Alaska Supreme Court. They've manufactured a right uh, in our privacy clause, just like the U.S. Supreme Court did in the equal, uh, you know, equal justice clause. And so it's basically uh, the exact same thing. 
the state, the, the Supreme Court said, this is a state issue, issue, take care of it. And so guess what? In places like California, New Jersey, New York, I mean, abortions are increasing. And in Alaska, nothing's going to happen. So do you, do you think with his ruling, I mean, a lot of conservatives for a long time have really, this has been the thing they've kind of, they wanted. Yeah. And then yeah. we see what happened in Kansas, yeah. some other yeah. elections. And it seems like, you know, Alaska, I think the polling has been pretty clear for a long time. 60% of people are, are pro-choice on some level. I mean, so it might be the first trimester. It might be the whole thing. It might be sure. rape incest. It might be yeah. some yeah. some metric. But yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you think there's going to, and now there's been this, I think, case of this, again, it's kind of a, uh, an extreme case, but there was a kid who I think was, where was it at in tech, Texas? Young, young, ten or eleven Ohio, year old, maybe. And it, it turned out, I think, I'm not sure, but it, it turns out that, that all of that wasn't exact on that one. Um, that people thought initially. I mean, I, I can't speak to it, you know, uh, clearly, but I, I, if I remember right, that case you're talking about, the young girl, um, it wasn't as it seemed. But that being said, um, I think that ultimately the people have to make the decision. But do you it's think this is going to have a an adverse um, imp- like a negative impact on conservatives who are kind of, um, we got this thing now, now it's in a lot of these states, it's they've gone back to these snapback laws or, or there, there's yeah, been yeah. You know, more restrictions laws. put on. Um, and we saw what happened in Kansas. I think it was like two to one or something margin. This yeah, yeah. That was a got. shock to a lot of people because Kansas is not necessarily known as a liberal blue state. Yeah, no, um, it's a red state. And so it's hard to know. I mean, what happened there? Uh, ultimately, what they were trying to do is what Louisiana recently passed, which is, um, and, and there's, I think there's six or seven other states, can, uh, Louisiana, Tennessee, Georgia, uh, West Virginia, there's a few others that uh, essentially said the Constitution is silent on the issue of abortion. That's it. I don't think of that as a pro-life or pro-choice. I think of it as a constitutional legal question mm-hmm. to say, just because you call it a penumbra or a shadow, that that was the intention of those who drafted the Constitution doesn't mean it's there. It's not there. I mean, and so you have to, um, if you want to have a, a, a pro-choice uh, or pro-abortion law, then pass a law. But you're not going to manufacture it out of something that's clearly, in most people's view, the, the privacy clause had to do with, with uh, information. You know, if you look at the history of the privacy clause in the state uh, of Alaska, it was it, abortion was legal, illegal everywhere. And we've never said anything different since then. But, you know, obviously the Supreme Court believes that there's an inherent right to the taking of unborn innocent life, and, and we disagree. I mean, why, why do you think, and this is, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a almost like, I guess, say reluctant approach. I, I, I do, I don't think people should, you know, cheer abortion. And this is. But why not? And this is kind of, well, and this is what I was going to ask you, because there's people like you that are ardently pro-life. Yeah. yeah. And there's people that are on the other end pro, pro-choice. Yeah. And yeah. some of them, and this is where it becomes difficult for me, it's almost like it's a thing of like a badge of honor or, or it's something to brag. I mean, it's, it's almost like a positive thing. And, and I, I always, like you said, safe, rare and legal. That was a thing for a long time. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you know, I think always in almost every situation, it's, it's the best of, of a lot of bad options, but now it's from some people, it's become this kind of cheered, th- you know, a, a good thing. Celebrate your abortion. To celebrate. And, 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 right. th- and this is where, where I, I think, and not just me. I think a lot of people, they they f- probably feel like I do, where it's like, look, this is this is not something we want to celebrate or cheer, but you know, sometimes yeah. it's going to happen, and well, I think it's it should be safe and, and rare and legal, like we like. That's what Bill Clinton said. Yeah, 
and and he also said that same-sex marriage was not appropriate, and so did Barack Obama. So did Obama. So did Hillary Clinton. She voted against it back then. They evolve on the issues. And I guess that's the difference in many ways between a conservative mindset and a liberal mindset is that conservatives are holding to very static, traditional, foundational things that don't change. It doesn't matter. Um, What changes is that the truth becomes more evident, which is what happens with sonogram technology. And as people become more and more aware of what it is, um, they, I think, are more hesitant, either more hesitant or what they've done with the um, the safe legal rare argument, switching over to, you know, I'm proud of my abortion, I celebrate my abortion, um, is that they, they, they've gone so far, uh, you know, they're not able to address the fact that why should it be safe? And well, of course, it be, should be safe for who? The the mom is what they're thinking. But if it's if it's rare and you want it to be rare, yeah, I understand that you might say, well, it's not good that a girl gets pregnant. You know, that she doesn't want it. You can say that, but why would it be? Or, or I mean, I mean, life of the mother is another one. I think is. Well, I think yeah, most people probably agree. The way we, we the way I like to put it is that you know I told my son last night this because uh, you know we were discussing the issue and and he was saying you know. Uh, why is it that um, you know that that people that are pro-choice don't see the same analogy of the slavery issue? And you hear that brought up quite a bit. And I said, well, you know, here here's the argument that I've heard is that well, if you don't want to have, if you don't believe in slavery, then don't own a slave. And then the question is, well, then are you really against slavery if you believe that someone else can own a slave? So. You know, some people would say that there were a lot of people back then. I mean, the people in the union, a lot of them were just like, you know, I don't want to go to war. If they want to have slaves, then they can. And other people said, no, you shouldn't be able to own another human being. Mm-hmm. Just like the pro-life said, you shouldn't be able to murder uh, a nascent, you know, uh, individual with their separate DNA. And just because the size and, and, or the and, location. And, and, and that's the kind of argument where, where it's really, I mean, for me, it's hard to like, I really don't have an argument there. There's not an argument, response, really. Other than... I just think that, you know, this is... In your view, 15 weeks is where it cuts off, and then I would say, well, then what about if the child was 14 and a half weeks? Well, they're not human. Okay, well, that seems kind of random. It doesn't make a whole lot of logical sense. So, but I don't know how much that argument does for advancing the cause. I mean, ultimately, no matter what laws we pass, we have to have people understand um, the, uh, the severity of what's happening when a mom takes her own... Um, child's life. Well, there's other things know. too. Like, I mean, I, I'm very uh, pro, you know, birth control on demand. I think anybody who wants to have birth shouldn't have any yeah. woman should have so no is Kelly barrier. So Chewbacca, by the way. To, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Despite what Lisa might say. <laughs> uh, should be no barrier for that. And then uh, I think the adoption issue is it's, it's really hard to, I mean, we have so many people in this country go adopt abroad because it's easier to adopt from another country right. than That's this right. country. That's and right. if we can get if, if we had birth control on demand yeah, and, and yeah. adoption was easy, yeah, yeah, that would probably in itself solve a hu- huge percentage of the problem. Yeah, I think that I think that the majority of people <clears throat> right down the street is Planned Parenthood from here and the Crisis Pregnancy Center, or it's not called that anymore. It used to be, um, but it's the Pregnancy Center of Anchorage or CPC Anchorage. And, and, and from what I hear talking to them, the majority of women that go in to the clinic are not aware. They're not as fully aware of um, what it means to have a child growing inside of you. And so one of the, th- I used to debate online or I mean on air with on the day, it was either Dave Steering, I can't remember now, but I, there was like a period of about a year and a half where I had a monthly discussion with uh, the executive director of Planned Parenthood. 
because we had a discussion about parental notification one night or one day, and and the guy said, "Hey, listen, man, this is pretty cool. This is uh, you guys get along. It's like you don't hate each other. You know, you're not fighting and stabbing each other. So it's kind of cool. Would you want to do it every month?" And I said, "I will if she's up for it." And she's like, "Yeah, I'm down with that. That's cool." So we'd meet once a week or uh, once a month to talk about what we're going to talk about. It had to do with abortion, but we'd have a discussion from both sides of the spectrum. But I asked her, you know, what was the reason that you had a policy at Planned Parenthood? Because we had, we have son- we have sonogram machines at the crisis pregnancy centers as well, but we use them as a tool to educate the client. And the sonograms that they use at Planned Parenthood and other abortion clinics is to educate the abortionist on what kind of abortion they're going to perform. And so they had a policy that you can't show that screen to uh, the client at Planned Parenthood. And so, and she knew that I really? knew that. And so I said, so what's the, what's the reason for that? And she said, Oh, we don't have that policy anymore, Jim. I said, I'm not sure if I believe that, but I know that you did and, and you acknowledge that. So the question is why weren't you showing that? Cause that's, that's, you know, it, it, uh, you know, they're, they're basically making them well, a, probably because you had get second, second, a second more thought, informed decision. So uh, then I would say, well, then if it's just like, um, you know, a, a piece of flesh, or it's not anything different than getting a, you know, hysterectomy or a, a whatever it might be that's not a human, then you're acknowledging something. What are you acknowledging? And she said, well, obviously, they're going to form some kind of relationship and get confusion about their, their decision. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not sure if it's confusion or if you're actually educating them to say, listen, and, you know, and that's kind of what they do in public, uh, when you go to a pro-choice rally, is they celebrate the fact that they're taking the life of a child. They won't. They won't hide that. It can't anymore. But when you're in a clinic, they're not going to talk about that. They're not going to talk about child. They're not going to show you what it is. They're going to say, "This is the best, you know, for you. This is the best decision for you to have you advance." And it always reminds me of Beethoven because if you know the story of Beethoven, there's a there's a classic movie. I can't remember the name of it, but everything St. Bernard every just kidding (laughs) (laughs) exactly well but everything teed up in his life abusive father single mom horrible poverty everything to be the perfect example of well you know that's the best thing that's the best thing that could happen is to get rid of that baby and what would have happened had we done an abortion on Beethoven so the, the 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 thing is is that you can say whatever you want about what you think the future holds for these individual image bearers, what we call, you know, in the Christian world, an image bearer, someone who has, uh, you know, unique representation of God. They're made in his image. And so every single being that's created has purpose, has meaning, has a future. It doesn't matter that we think, okay, they're in poverty. We got to get rid of them. What would you, have you read Freakonomics? Have you heard about that? I have, yeah. What would you say? I mean, that's the, for folks haven't read that, they did a study and they found that the crime rates in the '90s started to go down, and nobody nobody could figure it out because the crime was like you know out of control in yeah, the '80s. Yeah, and, yeah. and they attributed it, and it's same kind of decrease in crime rates happened in Alaska and California, mm-hmm. 18 years after abor- abortion. And this was a really controversial when it, when the book came out. It was like yeah, they got yeah. hit pretty hard. But their argument, their argument, I guess they're they're saying, well, once abortion became legal, a lot of babies who weren't you know, wanted, didn't, weren't born. And therefore mm. the ones who have hard, you know, childhoods, they're the ones who are going to commit the crimes and 
That's why that's they're saying that's why that's a really tough cr- thing for people that are single moms to hear because I no, know it's a horrible thing to, to yeah. even think say but it, it's just it's well, part we of got rid we got rid of a certain uh, segment of population so that we could save another segment of the population and to me it's like well it kind of doesn't seem like it balances out too well depending on your definition of and, when and to be life clear, they begins. weren't they weren't arguing for it. they were just saying well, that that's was what the data that's cause the and effect data well they showed I would say that's partly because of you know the uh, the war on poverty and how the government supplanting the role of the father. I mean, it's the black guy that jumps out the window when the government check shows up because if he's at the house, then they'll get less money. And so the government wasn't trying to to create an environment where a a solid one mom, one dad environment would create the best situation for the kid. They were saying, um, don't marry this guy and you'll get a bigger check. And and, and all the, and this is what I've had arguments with friends, friends about this. And, and you know, I'm not knocking anybody who who's, has single fa- parents, but the data does show that a two two parents is better for the kids. I mean, that's just like it, you can't argue with that. The sky is blue. Yeah, and, I mean, it's funny because uh, Barack Hussein Obama was um, uh, the guy that led the fatherhood initiative love, one year. Love, love the Hussein. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the reality is that he has never spoken better. There's never been another spokesperson when he led that effort. And I remember reading that, um, some of the stuff that he he said as chairman of the Fatherhood Initiative um, to people and, and not telling them who it was. And oh, I don't know if I agree with that. Blah, blah, blah. You know, oh. oh, yeah. Do you know who read it? Or you know who wrote it? Okay. Well, yeah. He, he, has, he has a little bit of knowledge about what it means to be abandoned by his dad. He never knew his dad until he was 18 or whatever it was. And then when yeah, he, he did, wrote, he wrote was, that book. Yeah, the book. Yeah. About, yeah. So the reality is that even though he would say that uh, he'd have to logically that a dad is not necessary, if he logically and has said that a, a two wife, um, uh, you know, or a two woman um, parents are the same as a, a mom and a dad because he supports that. And the same thing with a, with a, with a not having a mother. So either you have it, it doesn't make logical sense to, for him at one side of his mouth, what time in history to say the father's essential, essential, having not had one. And when I finally met him, having that be abusive and horrible and everything else, so it's essential. And then at the other side saying, you know what, You've, you're deciding to raise this kid without a father, that's just as good. Well, that doesn't make sense to me. I mean, either it's essential or it's not. And not to say that you can't be a lesbian couple and raise kids well, but the reality is that our our the way biologically we need to have both uh, to make it right. And and not to say that there's not obviously you know we're, we're all sinners, and so there's going to be situations where the mom and the dad together doesn't do anything other than fight and, and maybe abuse their kids. And you know, okay, you're right, sure. I mean, there's bad situations everywhere, but that's not to say that you throw out the baby with the bathwater so to speak, and say, you know, so the structure is bad. And that's why I think the Marxist movement, the BLM movement is so bad, because they are ultimately trying to get rid of that whole thing, the whole patriot, patriarchal society. You know, I mean, if you dig deep enough into that, you'll see that, the, I mean, marriage is not something they, they want at all. Well, I, um, I grew up, I, like I said, my parents are 50 years married on the third. We're going to Hawaii there. That's but awesome. I grew up, you know, two parents. I mean, everybody had, you know, nobody's, I mean, childhood is easy, but it was yep. pretty, pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. And I had friends, you know, parents were divorced to yeah. maybe, you know, dad wasn't around. And, and, and I remember one time that my, my, you know, we came over, my dad hugged, hugged me and kissed me. And my friend was like, really just could, almost confused yeah. by it. Yeah. And, and I don't think, you know, this person that I grew up with ne- never had a, a father figure. And yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I always wondered about, you know, that like I always had that. 
I know and it's it is it's it's more of a, yeah. a um it's more of something to 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 feel sorry about rather than attack necessarily because the kids are who suffer. I mean, the, I remember in uh, in Paris they had the when they were passing same sex marriage in France. You know, there's a massive protest in uh, in front of the um, Eiffel Tower and huge crowds um, opposing same sex marriage and. There was a, a, a reporter going around and interviewing all of the gay people, gay and lesbian people that were in that crowd opposing same-sex marriage. And this was before same Obergefell and same-sex marriage law in, in America. And it was just fascinating to me to hear these gay people, proud gay people. Many of them were mayors and towns. And, you know, I'd say the LGBT movement has been celebrated in, in France for, for a long time. And so, but their, their quotes were, listen, we are proud of our um, sexual orientation. We are proud of the fact that we are gay and lesbian and transgender, I guess. That wasn't a big deal then. But you're ludicrous to think that we can transform marriage. Marriage is all about a man and a woman raising a child in the best environment. These are LGBT people saying that. And that's why I think that not always does the activists, do the activists speak for the LGBT movement. They're out there in front and they're loudest and most funded, but I think that you probably well, have I mean, a lot I think, of LGBT. I think it's like any issue. You have whatever it might be. You have the people that are most vocal. Vocal on each, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But then you have people in the middle that kind of don't, maybe yeah. don't have a strong way feeling one way or the other, but, you know, you... Yeah, you, you, or they do, but they don't want to, you know, vocalize it. Well, and that's interesting because you know people talk about, uh, well, how does it feel to have been the wrong side of history? They said that. I mean, if I think the Supreme, or the uh, in 1973, the New York, the headline in the New York Times was uh, "High Court Resolves Contentious National Issue." And no matter where I'm speaking, if, even if it's a room full of liberals, I'll say, "Raise your hand if you think that 1973 that issue was resolved." What happened was it started a movement. Now, whether or not Obergefell is going to start a movement, I don't know. I mean, whether or not there's some there's some discussion as to whether or not, especially with what Clarence Thomas said about whether or not the, the same reasoning, same legal reasoning applies to Obergefell as it does to um, the Dobbs case. And that's a Tenth Amendment issue. You know, there were 20, whatever it was, states that had Alaska being the first in the country. Obergefell is the, um, the, the same-sex same marriage. marriage. And Dobbs uh, is the abortion. The, yeah, uh, yeah. So basically— Overturning Roe v. Wade. Yeah, a lot of people have said that's—you that's, know, in fact, you find a lot of conservatives. I mean, you know, there's there's uh, legislation right now that is being—that uh, passed the House. Um, and it, it's, I think it's called the uh, Protect Marriage, or I, I can't remember the exact um, language. But it's basically codifying in federal law same-sex marriage so that— um, that you can be a Christian school, um, say Liberty University, and you say, well, we have married um, housing, but you have to be a, a, a heterosexual couple because we adhere to biblical standards regarding you know marriage, and you can't be a same-sex couple. And first of all, I don't know why you'd want to go to Liberty. I was just going to say, why, why, couple, I was say why, why would you want to? But here's the, here's the reality, that there's, Liberty is becoming one of uh, a handful Unfortunately, of Christian. Remember, all of the uh, the Ivy League schools started off as Christian universities. So ultimately, uh, the schools are all going trending towards wokeism, and so it's fascinating to me that um, many of the people that stood hard uh, against Obergefell and the conservative movement, including you know U.S. Senators Mike Lee, and I can name many others that people would say, "Wow, they'll never never budge on that." are saying, you know what, maybe we should just get over this. And th- for those of us that are in the movement would uh, would say, you know, why did it change? Why is there anything different now than in 2015 when Obergefell was passed and you stood strong for traditional biblical marriage? I mean, 
and I guess people, they have the right to evolve, I guess, but what doesn't evolve are our truths. And the truth so, is- So you if, if, if you were, let's say if it was Jim Henry's world, yeah. would, 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 would same-sex people be allowed to be together? Would they be allowed to be married? Like, Of course they'd be allowed to be together. That's, the, that's crazy. I mean, I, you can love whoever you want, of but, course. But would they have like, with a, like a civil union used to be a thing? Well, the way we- like, t- like tax benefits and healthcare benefits? Of course, of course. James, James Dobson, who heads up, Dr. Jim Dobson, who heads up uh, Focus on the Family, used to. He heads another organization now. But he famously sa- um, said, and, and got castigated by a lot of um, conservatives, because that discussion was going on about uh, reciprocal benefits. And so he was the one who said, you know what, we're going to give reciprocal benefits. So if you're, uh, if you're in the state of Colorado and you want um, to have your brother as, uh, on your benefits package, or you want your best friend, or you want your whoever it is to, be all at your, to get the reciprocal benefits equivalent to marriage, then you have it. And so a lot of... So it's like dealer's choice. Or you, basically, we're not going to get in your bedroom. But you can pick one. You, you, can, you can be your lesbian partner. It can be your homosexual lover. It doesn't matter, but you get the benefits because they kept on saying this is not. And that's the thing that's so interesting about the left is that they've had a plot for a very long time. There's many different books that, that, um, that were in the 1940s and 50s that talk about their very specific plan. And um, it, it's, it's, been, it's laid out perfectly as to what actually has happened. And so they knew that they wanted to dismantle marriage. That's what they've said all along. And the, the, the people at that Dobson discussion were saying, um, well, okay, we'll give them um, the benefits of marriage. Because they kept on saying it's not about marriage. I, mean, I, I think Even, the two things that for me at least is like the, the, ben- you know, the benefits and why wouldn't they you know, get healthcare, to have but then also the, you know, if somebody's sick and somebody's been with somebody for 30 years, they should have a right to, of you Of course. Know, and I don't, I don't know of a conservative, conservative who has ever um, uh, wanted that to happen. But it was never about that because when they got that passed or when they advanced that legislation to give reciprocal benefits, the number one group opposing it, who do you think was? The LGBT movement. The, so basically they said no. Well, because, no. The, because, what, because, because, what, because they lose that, that argument? or Well, because it wasn't a sincere argument to but, say but that, that it goes, wasn't if about If that goes marriage. away, they, they can't use well, that any longer. Is that what you're— Well, so I think what it exposed was what they really wanted. And I believe that's still the case today, which is affirmation. So if you say, I want these benefits, I want my same-sex lover to be able to have the exact same benefits as, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Okay, we're going to give it to you. Here it is. Well, I don't want that. Well, you just said you wanted that. Why don't you want it? Well, because we want to get married. And that's what ultimately turned out, and that's what they fought for, and that's what they always wanted and had articulated for people who knew that, that movement. But so in the end... They didn't really want benefits. They wanted marriage. And why do you want marriage if you already had all the benefits? Well, because we want to be the same as married couples. And my view is that, you know, marriage is an institution, the original Department of Health and Human Services, um, that's the most effective is a a one man, one woman. And so, um, you know, ultimately, uh, I think it's going to be detrimental to society. We see that now in in California and in in New Jersey. There's places that are passing polyamorous um, laws and polygamy. And you, it's because you don't have it. I always go back to logic and rationale. Classic, we call that a th- thruple, I think. And so, yeah. <laughs> but so d- does it matter? See, it's kind of like you said before with the woman that this is eight months. Well, you know, at some point you have to say, okay, so you're saying literally it doesn't matter. So polyamory is a relationship between any That's number of people. That's interesting, yeah. I mean, because yeah, I mean, we've always, then, I think the big example is in, you know, the Mormons in Utah, that, that was polygamy. And everybody pretty much was like, no, you know, okay, they do. Fine, you're doing that. But, you know, the state doesn't recognize 
you know, po- polygamy or. I think that the state should recognize and affirm. That's why we worked with. Governor what, what about Kale. what about the a lot of libertarians? And I'm almost on this kind of. This is kind of where I stand. Yeah. Government should have no role. I mean, I know there's tax, and I know there's all these different things. Maybe there's a role for civil issues with with taxes and healthcare. Yeah. But like, why can't that be just a function of? The church or or individuals. There's a lot. Or, of, yeah, there's a lot. That's of kind of where I am. Like, just just let let the government shouldn't have you know any any role in this. Yeah, there's a discussion within the church actually about that. I mean, there's some that would say let's get them out of it altogether. And I guess I, I'm more on the side of in Romans it it talks about the role of government and as to in, in scripture about uh, government's role is two things: lift up that which is good and punish evil. That's it. And so in our view, marriage is, um, from a libertarian perspective, if you think that anything goes and the government shouldn't in any way affirm the institution of marriage, then, then you'll suffer the consequences financially, economically, because of the collapse of the institution of marriage. So by, by encouraging marriage and, and between I mean, a man and woman, then there's, kid, there's families, there's exactly, kids. And exactly you, right. I think saying. the government should say that it is good to have a mom and a dad. Well, and we do. I mean, there's tax credits for kids. I mean, the government doesn't. There's not as much they, as there should be. I mean, there's there should some. be more. There should be more. We should. I mean, we're, we're having a demographic problem right now in oh, this there's country. There's no doubt. You know, there's there's no doubt. Birth yeah. rate's very low. Yep. Um, we're not bringing enough immigrants in. I mean, in 20 or 30 years, we're going to have problems. No, I agree. That's why I think that, uh, it, you know, it's, uh, it, it doesn't make much sense to me to continue to say that marriage in any form or fashion um, can be whatever we think it is, but then we see the results that are kind of unfolding and wondering why it's happening. So it's it's like, like, what is mar- What is a woman? <laughs> what is marriage? You know? <laughs> exactly. Well, you, you can't define marriage now. If you can, to me, uh, then I'd, I'd like to hear it because, because what, what, what did you think? Just speaking of that, what did you think when Katanji Brown Jackson, when they said, what is woman? She was like, I'm not a biologist. I mean, to me, I thought that was the weirdest answer. Yeah, I know we're living in a, and that is just a strange, could you imagine even five years ago? No, that's what I mean is that how do you defend that? And, and, you know, the reality is that, um, you know, nowadays, uh, Bill Walker or, or uh, Les Guerra or L.V. Gray Jackson. I mean, the bottom line is that they all are adherents to that, that philosophy. They, they can't deny it. And because they're part of that wave of insanity that has woke everyone. I, I, I think Bill has a tough one because I think he's – Bill's a pretty conservative person. It depends on – But I think that, yeah. you know, after the Malat thing, he's – you're in a tough – and now he's got Heidi Dragas and this – you know, his kind of campaign, it's, I guess, threading a needle, and it's probably very difficult for him. His wife, too. They're, they're, Donna's a pretty conservative lady. Well, yeah, they, they held a— I mean, He was pro-life. When he ran in 2010, he was well, yeah. you know, pro-life. The they, whole, they held a fundraiser in their home for our parental notification law. and um, but, which, which is another one to me that's crazy. Like, all that's saying is if you're going to have an abortion, you got to tell the parents. <laughs> if you're under what 16 or something seven, the law was 17 it's funny because that law when it was passed um you know we had i think it was about a six-month window before the injunction occurred and we did a survey before the injunction and then eventually overturning of that law but the number of um of abortions from 17 years and younger was 30 percent less during that period and all that was saying was that Listen, you're going to have an aspirin at school. You have to get parental consent. Yeah, I, 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 I think notific. I mean, there's a difference between. No, I mean, I would say the cons- I would be against the the consent, but just the note. Just hey, this is happening. This happened. It's like <laughs> I, it. 
I mean, I guess there's reasons, and maybe the you know, maybe the parents are bad people. I mean, I'm sure there's no, but that's what we had but, a judicial bypass. We had everything teed up. Yeah, it was, yeah. It I was mean, never, there, there was things to, to prevent if the parents were going to hurt you. Or it was never about that. I mean, that's that, that's the thing is that I would just appreciate so much for liberals and leftists to just hit it head on rather than you know, let's just say that you don't think that parents have the right to know. I, I, if think, your kids I think I think it's crazy abortion. that parents don't have the right to well, know. Well, but I mean, that's, that's unless the, there's one of these you know, and you can prove the. Parents are going to harm you or something. That's there's and there's there was processes to deal with that. Well, and we had the interesting thing is that Justice Dana Fabe, um, in the original nineties, you're not a fan of Dana, right? Nineteen ninety, we we did our best to take her out, but um, in nineteen ninety seven, the parental consent case, of course, went to the Supreme Court because it was passed by the legislature, and you know she wrote the uh, she wrote the um, the opinion on it, and it was probably. Uh, uh, I think 30 different times in her opinion that she mentioned the word notification, 30 different times, the word notification. So she would say consent is not something that the Supreme court of Alaska thinks is appropriate, but notification would be something we would consider. And then something like that throughout the entire opinion, 30 times. So what do we do? We decided let's give them notification. We went to the, across the state and, couldn't do it because the legislature was just so inept. And so he said, we'll do it ourselves. And we did the prolification law. And guess what? What, that, what, got, did that, what did that get? It, was, it got overturned. But it, but it, what, it, it was it like six, passed, I think it was, it was 67%. Yeah, it was a pretty high bar. I remember oh, that. Yeah. And I, th- I, th- I don't think we're, you talk about the, the the state being primarily pro-choice. I think that was a pretty good indication of, and it could change. It could have well, changed I, since then. I don't I know. I said pro-choice on some level. Now, yeah. Now not, yeah. not everybody's, yeah. you know, on demand. I mean, I think some people are rape incest, life of the, you know, like, yeah, no, some I people are. Yeah, it's, it's just on some level. So if you, yeah. if you start to parse it out, the numbers are smaller yeah. Yeah. based on the the, the, the definition or, or, yeah. or the. No, that's right. I agree with that. I mean, you know, you think that partial birth abortion would be one that um, that Alaskans would likely be on this uh, on the side of preventing and making illegal. But it's not the case in Alaska. I mean, we're the same. We're on par exactly right now with New York and California. They're now destination places. I mean, California, you know, Governor uh, Newsom is paying for people to come into California. They'll pay for your plane ticket, your boyfriend, your airfare, your hotel. They even pay for child care, which I find ironic. Um, they pay for well, all I mean, of I, that I, I and then pay for your abortion, by the way. I don't know. the, the I read was, what was the number. It was it was it kind of shocked me. I mean, there was some percentage of abortions are by women that already have kids. Oh, yeah. It's a huge and, number. And, and I've, I've kind of wondered. I Again, I think it's Whatever reason, it's it's usually the the, the best of all, a lot of bad options. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I, I I don't agree with that, but I mean, I agree that that's what a lot of people think. And I always just think, okay, what's well, good because um, it's not based in logic or rationale. And to me, that's what ultimately is you know terra firma. Let's let's all get to a place where we can conclude that it's a logical, rational argument that I landed on. And I don't think that the size. Of the preborn, well, that's hard. Or the and weight it's, it's, of the preborn, or the age of the preborn matters. It, oh, it, it's not a, it's not a consistent. It's, it's very hard for me because, I mean, I, I, I think it's. I don't think you can say it's not a life. I mean, it, it's. I mean, it's a life. I mean, it's, it's going to become a life. It's live. It's yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, the thing, but, the sperm and the egg. Boom. Okay, so that's why it's so hard to, yeah, even talk about. But yeah, I, I, you know, the reality is that. Um, is that it's a it's a heart issue. Ultimately, people have to make that decision on their own, you know, because there's always going to be options for people. Even in those states, have now made it illegal, whether they you know get a, a free trip to California or New York. Um, you know, some estimates. I think uh, in uh, in, la- in the last year, there's 150,000 abortions that occurred in um, California that were out of state. 
Um, they said that if Dobbs happens and then they projected the states that would make it illegal in the surrounding states, that would increase to a million. So if you think that California, you know, has any sense of what it means to, to operate a budget, they already couldn't be more underwater. And yet now they're saying we're going to pay for a million abortions in our state from not even from our state. These are other residents of other states and taxpayers in California are going to pay for that. Um, it, it's insanity to me. I don't, you know, the, the, the other worst horrible part about this issue is I think for women who have, who have had abortions or had an abortion, some of the, on the other, the pro, not everybody, but some of the, on the pro-life side there, it, 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 and I think you're not one of these people, but the very judgmental the kind of nasty um, tone from some people ma- makes yeah. it even, cause I think for, I, I don't think a woman gets an abortion and is like, great, I'm done. You know, I think it's probably a very hard thing. Yeah, I would say most of most of the research backs that up. I mean, there's there's ministries all across the country and the world that specifically address women who are still in pain and men. I mean, when I worked at uh, the pregnancy center here in Anchorage, you know, we had a, a very specific ministry just for the men, and you know, sitting across the table from guys that that are bawling because they ended the life of their child, and um, it's something you know that I think is is sad to see I was at in DC for the Dobbs case and to see the people that were just on the other side that were just in, like you said, celebrating, celebrating that I had my abortion and people would get up on stage. I had mine this day and it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I do it again. I'm going to do it again. It's just like they were proud and yeah, which, which, I, which I think most people find it, it's disturbing, appa- you know, appalling, or it's or disturbing, repugnant. But there's a, yeah, I, I would recommend, you know, for your listeners and for you, one of the, the best movies I've ever seen on it is called 180 Degrees, or it's, maybe it's just 180. Just type it in and you'll find it. But it's, it's you know, a half hour, 45-minute um, documentary. And this guy goes around, Ray Comfort is his name. He runs a ministry doing other things. But in this particular video, he's interviewing people on the piers um, up and down L.A. And he's talking to them about the issue of abortion. And it's partly because he's New Zealand, he has a super cool accent, and he's super funny, he's interesting. But by the end of, not not all of them, but the reason why it's called 180 is because they start off, all these people start off as 100% pro-choice. And by the end of his interview, they've turned 180 degrees. And and so his question usually at the end is, so what you're saying then is that you probably changed your mind on this issue. I'm not saying it, kind of the way you're answering it. And they would say, yeah, I guess you're right. And these are millennials, young, 20, you know, 25, whatever year old. And so to me, that's hope because, again, they weren't basing their arguments on, on, on firm ground. They were just hearing things that they thought were true that aren't true, um, you know, that it's just a blob of flesh. It's not. Um, it's not uh, human or whatever reason. And so I think that ultimately that's the way that the culture changes because the, the, the legal world is – Legislative world is just a reflection of the culture anyway, so it's kind of downstream. We have to work on the culture. My ministry focuses on policy, but the reason why we we are where we are now is because it's kind of a reflection of what people think, and you know, we have a lot of work to do. We, mm-hmm. we continue to do, and I think that the Dobbs case, even if we don't get things changed, and you know, the Constitutional Convention is, uh, is uh, our that's, way. that's what I was going to bring up next. That's the last segue thing I want to talk about, yeah. <clears throat> Oh, 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 sorry. I was you, you mentioned no. the constitutional. That, that was what I was going to bring up next. Yeah. Is kind of the well. I mean, I you know, I have purposely not um, taken all the interviews that I get required. I got called from New York Times um, earlier this week, and you know, I, I said, "Now nah, you got to talk to Craig Campbell," you know, because Craig is the chair of the convention yes campaign. Uh, I'm on that committee, 
um, not for Alaska Family Council, but just as an Alaskan, because I believe it's time for the state of Alaska to have a convention. And I have some specific things that I'd like to see happen. So for the folks listening, and I think probably most people know this, but every yep. 10 years it's on the ballot yep. for a convention question, yes or no. And, and yep. this is one of those 10 years, yep. November, and yep. uh, it's never passed. It's gotten, I think the peak peak was 40%. Yeah. Um, yep. It's yep. always gotten about a third. Yep. I've been here since 04, so I've only been here for one of these things. Yeah. But yeah. I went back and checked, and I never saw in the last six times a organized campaign oh. for or again. I mean, I mean, I remember in 2012, I ran for the state Senate, yeah. and it was on the ballot. Yeah. And I, I remember looking at it being like, oh, shit, yeah, I guess that is... I didn't even like it wasn't even on my radar, and it wasn't you know? on mine either. To it was, be wasn't even like something that people talked about. Now no, it's no. being talked about a lot by legislators, you know, candidates. Yep. Um, there's now there's an anti the defender defend our constitution group. Yeah, there's yeah. a pro like the pro group forming. Yeah, um, yeah. And I know you're supportive of it. My question for you is, I think, and I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm a lean. I'm I don't know. I, I have I have I see both sides of it. I really yeah. do. You know. Yeah. I see the PFD issue never getting solved. I see the Gridlock in June. I see all the all the stuff that doesn't happen. But on the same token, I see all of that too, and I think, man, what would a convention be like? You know, I mean, it might. Be, I mean, great, great for my business. <laughs> you know, but but I, I don't know. And then the inst- instability would cause business. I mean, the uncertainty of years of this kind of, you know. But I understand there's a the people have a vote on the and the end product, so it's there's, yeah. a, there's a check there. Yeah. But it seems like to me right now, most of the people that are supporting it tend to be kind of very conservative. And, 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 you know, as somebody who's done campaigns and been involved in campaigns, yeah. I mean, you, you're, it won't pass with just, I mean, it's got to be a broad for yeah. it to pass. It can't just be, no. the, you know, Republican or conservative. It's got to be yeah. a broader. Yeah. And, and you're the, not, you're not finding any Democrats that are coming out in support of it. And it's interesting because you have a Wilikowski or a. I've, I've had a few tell me kind of a few elected fi- Democrats kind of tell me, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, but I, I would never, they, I'd never say it. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think that, uh, you know, we, we know we're not going to get any Democrats to step up. We're not really making it about politicians anyway and what they you say th- or don't say, because this is a people's issue. You it's think like, Bill you know, would be for it because of the dividend stuff, but then he's, you know, he's also very labor. Um, yeah, but what are the labors, labor, you know, so I think, I think that pensions, I think they're worried about right to work stuff um, that could happen. There, there's a lot of different things that, that, that I guess you could say could happen. But ultimately, like Craig said the other day on an interview, um, he said, it's, it's the man in the mirror. Um, when they say, which is all they're doing on the other side, the Defender Constitution, it's all about fear. Oh, my gosh, what could happen? What could happen? What could happen? And in the end, there's three separate opportunities, three separate checks and balances. Number one, we vote every 10 years for, um, for a convention. That's November 8th. And then after that, hopefully we'll get 50% plus one. Then, um, and this is a, by the way, a three to five year process. Yeah. I mean, and people don't know exactly because we've never had one. Well, the constitution you know, says that the delegates will be elected in the next election yeah. in two years, unless the legislature yeah. uh, does it sooner. Yeah. Which so I, to, I, I don't know. It depends on what happens in November with our legislature, but so you have um, to, you have to one elect delegates then yeah. they have to meet. Well, yeah, and so who gets to elect the delegates? The people. Alaskans. And then, then after the uh, – and you'll notice that you never see this whole process laid out by the um, Defender Constitution Group because what they want to just do is obfuscate and um, say that – you know, one of their ads basically says that you could possibly use your gun rights, lose your gun rights. And I'm like, okay, now wait a second. This is Alaska. 
you really think that Alaskans in the end are going to elect enough people? And let's say they do by a, a, you know, a miracle, they elect enough delegates that a proposal is passed at the delegation. And then the people ultimately decide on every single proposed amendment. So you think that the people of Alaska will vote to um, get rid of our second amendment. You really believe that. <laughs> and what's interesting is that the 1630 fund that's, they just gave $500,000 to the Defender Constitution Group. Um, I did a little bit of research on that. They gave money in 2020. There was a lot of money that they, I think they funneled in about half a million dollars. to Four, $440 million. Yeah. They gave more than the Democrat Party um, as a whole. They gave more money away. And guess what? One of the main things, not main things, I think they gave $70, $80 million to um, anti-Second Amendment efforts across the country. And so, I, if anything, I think it's ironic and people should just vote yes because they, they don't want to be taken as fools. I mean, because if you listen to you know, Bill Corbis, the former deputy commissioner, or Bruce Patello, or Bill Walker, or Kathy Giesel, there's others, who, oh, we don't want dark money coming in. They have that on their website like eight times. We're afraid of dark money coming in. And then, what, lo and behold... The, 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 it literally is known as the largest progressive funding source in the United States, the 1635. Mm -hmm. And so that's the primary funding source. And when I did the research, Politico, The Atlantic, um, The New York Times, they identify the 1630 fund as the behemoth of liberal I, dark I, I think money. it was Politico, it was last year, they came out with, based on the tax, the 990 or whatever, they, they found how much money was spent in 2020 in Alaska by 1630. I think it was about half a million dollars. Oh, yeah. To, diff to different groups. Well, different and this campaigns. is just for, so people need to ask themselves. I don't care if you're a liberal or a libertarian or conservative or whatever. Ask yourself or, or just call the Defender Constitution group and say, is the, is the Defend, or is the 1630 fund really concerned about the size of the PFD in Alaska? I don't know. It's hard to imagine that they would have that much interest in the PFD. So what is it that they're, and I, I would say that the well, reason is is because the Alaska Democrat Party platform, which has now a platform that officially opposes the Constitutional Convention. And they lay it out very clearly. They say the three reasons we oppose the state Constitutional Convention for Alaskans is because judicial reform, school choice, and the right to life issue. That's what they say. And so I believe that's the reason why so, the 1635. So, so do, do you think, just like Kansas, I mean, if I was on the, the no side, I would just say, oh, it's, I would just make it about abortion. Sure. Because that, that seems to be the but, best. But it's, it's, I don't think it's going to play. My view is that um, ultimately the PFD is what's going to decide this. Oh, yeah, no, it's probably. So, but the other thing I was going to ask you is the people, okay, you have some people that are PFD folks. Yep. You have some people that are judicial, you know, they don't like judicial counsel. They want to elect, they want to do a different process with judges. Yep. Um, some people don't, don't like, you know, they want to look at the, you know, privacy clause either for or against abortion. You have yeah. and so many different, there, there's right to work. There's just oh, a million yeah. different issues that people could, exactly. there's the owner state mentality about how the, you know, resources are yeah. com commonly owned. Yeah. If it were to, now the people who have all those positions, yep. some people might be aligned on all of them, but most yep. of the people have, they like one, but not the other, or they That's like right. this one, not that one. Oh, it's a hodgepodge. If, if it were to pass, I think all the ally, all the people that are aligned yeah. to pass it, would all of a sudden become, in many cases, kind of on the up, uh, enemies on certain of issues. Oh, well, sure. And and that's why I think it might just turn into a real shit show, as um, a, as opposed to what's going on in the legislature, <laughs> which is which is true. I mean, yeah, they can't solve this dividend issue. I mean, so, six, six every, years, so everything that they talk about that they're afraid of is what happens every legislative session. 
It's just, just it's so ironic to me that people are so afraid of, well, first of all, when the, when the legislature, if they ever do pass a law, it doesn't go to the people. So we have an extra step in the convention. We elect the delegates, and then well, they it goes, propose— It goes to the people if they pass a, a constitutional amendment. Well, yeah. Not a, not a law, right? Well, yeah, no, I don't mean a law. I mean, if they amend the Constitution, the delegation that is going to be in probably Fairbanks for 60 to 90 days. Um, and so that's the other thing, I think, is that um, you're going to get a whole slew of people that would put their hat in the ring that— w- I mean, I was, and if, if I'm Fairbanks, I'm, I'm like— Chamber of Commerce. Let's get behind this sucker. Well, I think the chambers, <laughs> my guess, are going to come out against this. That, that would be a big, you know, economic. Well, it's 60 to 90 days. I don't know. I, I thought it was so funny because there'd probably be hundreds of, I mean, not just the delegates, but then all the staff and all the media. Oh, yeah, there'd be tons media of media. And oh, yeah, the, it'd be awesome. Media. I think more than anything else in the end. So I guess getting back to the point of whether you're a liberal or a libertarian or conservative, you're being played. I mean, that's the part that I think is so ironic is if you're if you're a supporter of the Defender Constitution, call Bill Walker if you know him or call Bill Corbis or call Bruce Patello or call Kathy Giesel or John Coggill and say, how is it that you can have a straight face when on your website you talk about liberal dark money? And it's not Alaska Family Council or Must Read Alaska or, you know, the Alaska Watchman calling the, the, the 1630 fund a liberal dark funding behemoth. It's liberal groups calling it that, and so. Oh, I mean, I think that's that's what so it is. It, yeah, it, that's what I mean. I don't think there's a lot of de- any debate it, over what they that's are. what I mean. Is though, so then, how can you have a straight face by saying we don't want liberal dark money to affect Alaskan politics when, in fact, mm-hmm. that's how your primary fuel is being funded? Uh, so, last thing I want to ask you is if it does if it does pass, and I, I've been on the record. Yep, I will run to be a delegate. Will you run to be a delegate? I probably not. I, it'd be a little bit too uh, of a lightning rod. I have a lot of people I'd be recruiting, though. <laughs> I, I, I doubt, and, and it says in the Constitution that kind of a similar numbers. It was fifty-five delegates. Yeah, now there's, the population's gone up. So I've kind of just I've thought maybe I don't know. I just kind of threw a number out there. Two two people for every district. That's eighty. Yeah, maybe some, maybe some at large. You know, yeah, but, big time. But what but I would I would definitely be running. I'm telling you, there's a lot of people that I've talked to over the years that not in a million years would they put their hat in the ring to be a um, legislator. Because, you know, you look at someone like Ralph Seekins. I mean, he, he had his financial world turned upside down and shaken, and, you know, he was like, it was a freaking nightmare. I mean, for me to be able to actually run my business, and he said, you know, in the end, yeah. I, I don't have any interest in that. Well, I've, you know? I've said, you know, for, especially been, for being in June in the last four years, I've for a long time um, taken the position we should pay our legislators 150000 make it a full-time gig. You know, That's an interesting thing that could happen at a convention, by the yeah. way. There's a lot of good things that could happen. And I guess the reality that people need to know is that keep keep aware, keep being aware, because the, the airwaves are going to be flooded, obviously, with a million. I'm guessing they'll have 2 to $3 million. So everyone across the state is going to be hearing nothing. Full, full disclosure, but, they, they bought an ad in the landmine. Oh, yeah, everywhere I go now. Must read. I'm like, <laughs> come on, man. She sends it, She writes an article about the, the liberal money, and then right above that article is Boom. the ad. Boom. It's like, what the heck? She's like, hey, listen, i got to so, pay so the her, bills. So her website, I think, I think what she's trying to do is it's just – it's so jammed up with Google ads. Yeah, yeah, that I yeah. think they're trying to basically, and they put a lot of, some, you know, a lot of the national stuff, and uh, it, it's very clear to me they're just trying to monetize it with Google. We don't do any Google ads. We, yeah, you yeah. want to add a landmine, you got to buy it. Yeah. We don't, yeah, we don't have yeah. any Google. We tried it once just to see what happened. And it's like you have no control over the content. So no, her no. website's filled with like Lisa Murkowski and all these, because it's Google, because you have no exactly. control over it. No, I, and I've talked to her about that, whatever. I, but I guess the reality but is I've that seen I've seen the Defender. <laughs> Everywhere you go, you see that they have a booth at the fair. They're, like I said, they're gonna you're gonna be flooding 
the you're going to be flooded with messaging why it's so bad. But I think that what ultimately you need to know as a liberal or a libertarian or conservative is that they're being hypocritical in terms of dark money. So if you can if you can't trust them on that, if they're so afraid of liberal dark money, but they're the very first ones that say that say we're going to take um, a five hundred thousand dollar check from the behemoth of liberal dark money, well, then maybe you might want to think about who you're trusting and, and what they're saying. So do you think it's going to, I mean, honest, honestly, do you think it's going to pass? I don't know. We're, we're, it's going to be, if it does, it'll be a miracle. There's no I, doubt. I think it's going to be closer than, because it's always gotten about 35, I think it got like, one year it got like almost 40. I went back and checked. So yeah. I, I think like, if you do nothing, you're going to get 35. Yeah, right? we, we have to move the needle to 50%. And I, already, I, I, I already think people have just, there's been a lot of talk about this by, you know, like legislators have talked about yep, it. Yep. Um, it's been covered a lot more, I think, in the in the media. So yeah. I, I bet you right now, if it was today, I bet you it would be 45 or 46%. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. It's we're not, So, we're so not, it will, you know, will it be people be swayed? And, and, and what's the drop-off going to be? Because that's going to be way at the end of the ballot. No, that's right. And I, I guess the, the, ultimately, and if you're, if you're a PFD person, you know, you're, you're, that's like the ad that we have. The one ad that we have is, is a kid that's just diving into a birthday cake, you know? And it's like, if you think that the legislature is ever going to resolve the PFD issue and get you what you statutorily deserve. Now you cannot necessarily, you don't have necessarily agree that you deserve a statutory PFD, but the reality is that if you think the legislature is going to resolve that issue, then you're like a kid in a birthday cake. And they're, they're not able well, to and, stop and Next themselves. year, especially, no. I mean, we, we, I cover this stuff pretty, we have our Alaska political report. I don't yep. know if you heard about that. We cover yep. this stuff in depth with, yep. and there's going to be at least, um, what is the number? It's like at least five new senators, up to eight. There's going to be probably up to like almost 20 new House members. I mean, you're going to have almost half the legislature is going to right. be new. That's right. That's right. And, and yeah. some of them are going to be like Craig Johnson, Dan Sadler kind of coming back. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You know old school people. But then yep. you're going to yep. have mostly just people who have never been to Juneau. I know that. Or never spent you know any yeah. time in the Capitol. So. Yeah. There's always a reason for things to flop down there. And every single session, oh, yeah. it seems to happen. And so, you know, what do you have to lose? Like Craig says, you know, uh, can it get much worse? I don't know. I mean, I think that from from the a PFD perspective, it's our only shot right now. And I think that, um, you know, the, the court, by by denying Wilikowski, by the way, who took the, the lawsuit on the PFT, and they said, no, this is a, an appropriation. You know, but up until for 30 years, it was never a debate. It was never a debate. I want to ask all the people about that when they keep on talking about the supersized PFD. And again, this is not Alaska. Make a dividend. <laughs> this <laughs> is not Alaska Family Council issue. This is Jim Minnery. But, you know, I, I want to just ask someone like that to their face. So when we got 1,282 or whatever it was, and you look at the chart, was that a mega sized dividend? Mm-hmm. And why didn't you ever say that word? Why did it all of a sudden become a mega dividend? Because Bill Walker is the one that decided that the people well, and, weren't and smart to, enough. And Natasha Von Emhoff, you to, know, to, to, be fair, to be fair to Bill, he, he did do it. I'm hundred percent. He vetoed it. Yep. But I'm, I, I believe strongly. I know this. If he wouldn't have done it, it would have happened in the next couple of years. Like well, the legislature, yeah. because after he did it, every year since then, it's been the legislature. Oh, it's been and a there political was, the, football. The, the, the money was, I mean, the yeah. price of oil was down. We were kind of just, there was not a lot of money. So yeah. I think it would have happened anyways. Now he, he took the, he took the leap and he did it. Um, and he has it's to just own that, that, I, I, I don't think that it has. It never did have anything to do with the budget. You know, I remember talking to a couple of legislators about the PFD. Just but but, the, but the, the original, I mean, it was the fund was supposed to be not just for dividend was part of it, but it was yeah. supposed to in the future at some point they wanted to have a with a non renewable resource into a renew, oil into a renewable resource. Yeah, so yeah. the point always was to have this thing that could help. You know, and the question is when when was that? 
you know, when did that time come up, come? And I think, you know, you could argue that when the price of oil went down and revenues were way down. But we had $9 barrels in the, in, 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 in earlier times. We, we did. We, well, there was more production and then the budget well, was lower. No, but, but there was the, less people. But the reality is that you can't make, I don't think, a really strong argument that um, things were so radical that we had to now all of a sudden say, I think my personal view is that Jay Hammond wanted to say, not only do we, if you live in Louisiana, Texas, North Dakota, you become a millionaire for subsurface rights. That, that's not the case in Alaska. So it's not a it's not a, a matter of anything other than it's a it's like a corporate dividend in that it doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, whatever, you get a chunk because that's how it was set up. But, but and, and that's it, and I've I've actually used an example before. But in that scenario, with with a, with a Conic or X any company, yep. uh, when times are tough, they reduce or eliminate the dividend. Well, and that's what happens with but they, but that's what the formula did. It was all about the 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 formula that was in place. Well, what happened was, div- I mean, the the fund has gotten so big, and they didn't for, like know, people having you. The, just the, had to the, hear the, the thing's gotten so big now. Now, I mean, right now the statutory this year would have been forty three hundred. And why is that such a bad thing? And people, that, my question to people on that is: so you think the government can spend the money better than you? Well, and I mean, then, I, then you hear Nadasha Bon Hip Hop saying, "Well, no, they're just going to buy big screen well, she, televisions she, or whatever." She's the worst messenger in the history of messengers. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, trust me, we're going to be using that a lot. <laughs> we just thank Natasha. I feel like I should send her a check. I, I, I think the um, the best we do satires. I don't know if you ever yeah, seen that. Yes, we, the best satire, my favorite satire ever. Was it was a Senator von Imhoff uh, proposes um, bill to make Alaskans pay back past dividends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would have used like, that. Alaskan residents. Is there have, copyright on that? No, I mean it's on the web. So Alaskan I residents, it. it was like all under her bill. Alaskans, you have, owe us. Alaskans have one week to pay back the last five years of dividends, and it's like it's equivalent to one latte per day every day for five years. What's a big deal? <laughs> Who doesn't have that kind of money lying around? It's unbelievable. <laughs> I guess I think that that's what will resonate with people. Do you, do you remember what you stood up there? Couple of years ago, and talked about the greed and entitlement of unbelievable. It's like, what are you, what, what are you thinking to say that? As she flies her private jet down to Juneau, and and, and, and the satire we did, uh, it was like the the announcement was at her Campbell Lake estate, right? And then she got into a to a prime leather stitched seats one eighty five, yeah. and she was flying to the airport to go to Juneau, and they were like, "Are, are you going to miss your plane?" And she's like, "You never miss your plane when you own the jet." <laughs> She's the best thing that ever happened to the convention, I think, the convention effort. Because I, I, what I like the PFD discussion is that it goes beyond. My whole life, is, it's always been, you know, very divisive and very predictable in terms of, okay, the conservative Republicans are this way, the liberal Democrats are that way. It's, you know, it's writing on the wall. You know what's going to happen all the time. I mean, we have someone, Chris, you know, Chris Tuck and Donnie Olson. Ah, that's basically it in terms of the ones that part ways with the Democrats on on issues. Well, and Bill, that, on the dividend thing. The, well, know, yeah, that's right. But that is not our issue. I was just saying yeah, but, uh, the reason why it's— Chris was like a pro—Chris and Donnie are kind of pro-life Democrats. No, not, yeah. they are big time. That's what I'm saying. Why I'm interested personally in the PFD side of this whole discussion about the convention is that it's not typical— I mean, you don't have to be a conservative Republican to agree that uh, Bill Walker and the Supreme Court took your dividend and decided that you don't deserve it and that you can't spend it wisely and that we can as the government that has a per capita spending better than any other uh-huh. state in the country. So it's hard to imagine for for for. Well, I, but I, with the, the, in the end, it becomes about messaging. And you I just know wish that. we get. I just wish, you know, and I, I don't think the statutory. Honestly, I don't think it's just feasible. But but my view is. They just need to solve it. I mean, the 50-50 thing was kind of pretty much accepted for everybody by everybody for a year, and then it price of oil went up, and now we're back to the... No, I mean, they, they just need, but, they're, but they're not going to resolve it. Needs to get, I mean, this is just every... I mean, I've been down there for years. It's like... It's not going to every, every time, it's, it's like it's like a 
it's a broken record. You know it I in know. the session. You know, know. it's going to be a big fight. And this yeah. last time, you know, it kind of worked out easier because of the you know, this Putin thing in Ukraine. I mean, the price of oil shoots up. And well, and that's what's interesting is that people are saying, well, God, you got a $3,000 dividend this year. And it's like, well, no, you didn't. You got a $1,500 dividend. You deserved whatever it was for. And you got a $3,000 because there was a $1,500 energy stipend. Yeah, the, re- the, the, the energy, whatever rebate, rebate whatever. Thing. So it's like, you know, it's not even I heard. I heard. So it's, it's like it's like a what's that shell a sh- game exactly. when, you, when you're on the street and somebody wants to bet five <laughs> what's beer, over here? Find the ball here. Five bucks. And I even heard Dunleavy. I have to call him and, and tell him, hey, you don't need to say you got a $3,000 dividend because you didn't. You got you got a one-time energy stipend, and the dividend still was politicized by. Well, and, and, you know, and it's interesting. He keeps saying um, the largest dividend, and if you count the, re- I mean, in two thousand eight, under why Palin, count was, the dividend? It was thirty-two hundred. Yeah. Well, it was two thousand plus the thirty-twelve hundred. That was actually a bigger. That's within, right. with, I mean, it was yeah. bigger overall, but it was with inflation too. It was yeah, yeah. It was bigger. Well, but, I don't think but, you should count the fifteen hundred dollar rebate. That's not part of it. That's a separate thing from the. I think dividend. I think the rebate was six. No, the rebate was six fifty. They only voted for half of that. Remember? Oh, that's it was right. That's six, right. It was thirteen hundred. They got six fifty. So it was okay. It's like twenty six hundred, which is kind of the fifty fifty amount, and then the six. And that that was the one where Greyer that was, it passed the Senate. Yep. And then yep. it didn't. It pa- failed the House by one vote, and Greyer Hopkins was last, and he waited, and it, he could have pressed yes. It would have been. I mean, which think about this. I mean, whether you're for it or against it, that was a, that was a that was a four hundred. I mean, think about in your life how many people that was a four hundred million dollar button. Yeah. You know, because I think I think twelve. Yeah, it was it was a four hundred plus million dollar button, whether you're you know yes or no. He he pushed no, which means the money didn't you know go out to this extra rebate thing. That's a that's a big button. I think he's I think he's who knows how his race is going to go. I think it looks as though that that he got is put, up he, for he got put into a very tough district. I yeah, mean, it's very yeah, Republican, yeah. so he's he's winning right now. But but the two Republicans have more way more than half combined. But then it becomes a matter of the ranked choice stuff. Do, do you do yeah. the... That's, I, I, I How many a, of them are going to... I had a guy the other day that tell, told me that, hey, we need to... I, I was talking him trying to talk them into getting out of the race because it was like, listen, you, you stand no chance. It's obvious. And I think the best thing to do, the most honorable thing to do would be to get out and endorse. Because, you know, and he's like, no, 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 no. What you don't understand is that I'm increasing the pie of people coming to the polls because they love me and say that, but that's what he's he's. I'm, I'm guessing this is a third place finisher or fourth. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> and they're basically saying, "Listen, if I stay in, I'm going to bring all my people." I'm like, "Okay, so you're saying that oh, you're going to tell them to vote um, two for the person who got the v- vast majority?" Well, I, I don't know yet. Well, then how in the world do you think it's better if you do that as opposed to just saying, "Listen, I gave it a good shot, I failed miserably, and I'm going to endorse this other I, person." I got I got to end this in a second, but yep, real, no real, speaking of that, what do you think about ranked choice? I'm good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume you're at your... Well, it's interesting because I, I've kind of waffled a little bit. I mean, obviously, it's, it's caused a massive uh, pain for those of us who want to see Lisa Murkowski do something else for a living. But... I think she's... Uh, uh, I think you're going to get six more years. Of, no, I think that that's... that's I, I don't want to say that. I, I, I don't want to say that. I think that there's still there's still a, a, a route. Very, 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 very... Lisa's in a very good position. No, she is very. But I would, I, I would say that, you know, just like Ben Shapiro has said, ranked choice voting in some cases is not the worst thing in the world. In, in the... The jungle primary is what killed us. So if if, if the if the um, the dark liberal money that funded the ranked choice voting started by Scott Kendall, who's in bed with Bill Walker and Lisa Murkowski, if he hadn't manipulated the voters to get dark money, and by the way, he loves dark money, um, <laughs> and uh, we would not have Lisa Murkowski right now. Or she would be an independent, just like she was with Joe Miller. Yeah. But Lee, uh, but Chewbacca would have annihilated her, and and he knew that in her in her, in her Republican primary yeah. in the Republican primary. So I, I don't agree with it. Uh, See, the, I, I, I kind of like a I kind of like a top two, 
But then some people have different, re- you know, actually I did a podcast a few weeks ago with this guy, Aaron Hamlin from the, the Center for Election Reform, I think it was called. Um, and he, he, they contacted me. They've only done this in a few places. This is actually really fascinating and something I've really thought about and I love it. Have you ever heard of approval voting? <laughs> so it's, it's a whole new... All I can a, think of is all the legislators that I don't approve of. It's, well, but. It's, it's a whole new gambit, but it, they've actually, I think they did an exalt in like somewhere in um, Nebraska and then I think in St. Louis. But basically, it really makes sense if you think about it. It's pretty, pretty intuitive. You have 10 people. You just click, you just check who you approve of, right? And then they just tabulate all the, all the votes and then that's, that's who wins. So, so like with the 48 person primary, I probably would have approved of eight people, right? It's just a whole different, it's like, I know it's, it's, I think it's easier to understand the rank choice when you talk yeah, about yeah. this kind of gifted, like resort to game theory when you're <laughs> figuring out how to vote. Well, it's so weird because I was at an event earlier this morning where some people were talking about, you know, uh, the refusal of on the Senate side of either to recommend the second place vote. And, and the, the difference is, is that, you know, Chewbacca's for the most part, people are not going to second place Murkowski because she's not a Republican. And she the doesn't. Democrats will. The Democrats will, and they already have. The, and the, as, the progressives as, will, yeah. As you've pointed well, out. Well, and I, I think mean, the, the, it, they went a, to the end of the book. Yeah, like what you surprised said. me is that's what Ivan, we did our, I mean, they just kind of skipped to the end of the movie. Exactly. Because I thought exactly. Chesbro was going to get 15, 20%. That's unbelievable. And she got that's six, or yeah. maybe less than seven. So, no, I know. So they, they've just kind of. They well, it's because also Lisa has basically just said, you know what? I, I'm a Democrat, you know. I mean, I don't think it, you said it, that, but well, I, I mean, but she I mean, relies on she's, it. She acts that way to the point where she, you know, and and she almost gloats in it now with with her, you know, her and Trump going back and forth or whatever. But um, I don't know. I mean, I we're gonna. Is keep, it a wild how Trump's like? He came up here. I mean, it's just like of all the people he kind of gets side. He's I think she's in his book. She's kind of you know enemy number one. Yeah, there's no doubt, and I, I think it's that, a weird, weird world we live in. Yeah, well, I mean, she's certainly—I don't know if he's mainly, mainly against her on the Kavanaugh thing or the, you know, the impeachment, the impeachment yeah, thing. That's probably um, the life thing is the reason why most, uh, you know, the, the part that I need to, you know, I know that you got to go, but uh, I can say in no certain terms that if uh, this race was in Kansas or Louisiana, I can name a bunch of other states. Um, she, Lisa would be uh, on a lot uh, thinner ice because the Alaska Catholic Conference is headed up by. Uh, Mary Gore, who's the cousin of Lisa Murkowski. And Mary Gore, in my view, is one of the most powerful people in the state in that she's the puppeteer of the bishops in the state of Alaska, even though oh. she works for the bishops. Um, Mike Pauley, who I, you and I talked about, is now the executive director of the Catholic Conference in South Dakota. And the, the difference between Catholic conferences is stunning. And, and it's usually because of the, the executive director or the, the, the power of the bishops to say, listen, no, we know what's right. And we need to do what the Bishop of San Francisco did to Nancy Pelosi to say that you, you can call yourself a Catholic, but you're not going to get communion. You're not going to be because you're standing outside of didn't a fundamental Bi- teaching. Did, did Biden have something similar? Or? I think so. I, you can, know, yeah, cause, can, but anyway, I think that Catholics need to be educated. And I think that that's one of the opportunities. How many Catholics are in a lot? I don't even know that. How many? I don't know either. There are a lot? You know, I, I think it's somewhere around 20,000 or something. I mean, it's hard to know for sure. I, I You know, look it up. But um, the reality is that the individual that's responsible for advocating for Catholic teaching in Juneau has, uh, has um, not done her job because she's best friends and first cousins with Lisa Murkowski. And so she has said anything that the bishops say that would be negative to Lisa Murkowski, don't do it. I've never, I, I think the first time I've ever heard of Mary Gore. So I mean, trust me, she's gotta, she's get her on the show. That'd sometime. Be a good podcast, yeah, yeah, get her. On, but, you know, and, and and she's you know, um, 
I, I, I don't, I'm not saying anything at all about the Catholic Church. I'm not saying anything about the bishops. I'm just saying that it's very clear from all of my dealings with Mary Gore over the years that, um, that she's uh, doing everything in her power to ensure that her cousin goes back to, to Washington. And if there was a Catholic conference like in other states that I've seen in, Ca- in Kansas, they, they failed on that, that, that ballot measure recently, but they led the charge. They were the ones in the state. And you can go back the last 15 years, and you won't see one thing by the last Catholic conference oh. on that issue. So it's you know, it's something to be I think as a uh, an opportunity for us to educate the Catholic people because the last Catholic conference is not educating them, and you know uh, many people in the pews are voting for Ka- uh, uh, Lisa Murkowski because they haven't been told that that's not the best thing to do if you're a practicing Catholic. Well, Jim, it's been a Great right, show. Man. It's a weird, weird one to end on. Yeah, yeah. whatever, <laughs> I think man. we're going to get into the Catholic Conference. <laughs> but it's been great talking to you. And, Appreciate and it, I want to have you on again. I, oh, yeah. It's always, I For think. For sure. Yeah, you're, I Like enjoy I said, it. you're a lightning rod. A lot of people don't, they, they, I don't know, the way they portray you or talk about you, think you were like a very mean guy. I got, I got quite, horns quite a, out of my head. Quite a, Quite a pleasant guy to talk to. I oh, so. appreciate it. And love man. the tie. Yeah. Love the, oh, yeah. The Thanks, folks man. listening, that's, oh, that was a rainbow tie. <laughs> <laughs> that's what someone told me today. Hey, it's we're recapturing the rainbow. <laughs> Reclaiming well, the rainbow. Well, thanks again, Jim. I appreciate from Alaska Family yep. Council and Alaska Family Action. Yep, my pleasure. And uh, you got the website. You, you, do, you do a podcast too, right? I do. So. Yeah, it's called I'm Glad You Said That. It's on uh, KVNT and KATB on Wednesdays okay. at 1 o'clock. We'll have to have you on again and lo- lo- love, love talking to you. And in my honor. Great. We covered a lot of a lot of stuff Big here. Big time, man. Yeah, I'll have to go back and listen and see if I said anything that I wish I wouldn't have. But I do. I do every time. You know, <laughs> exactly. my story of my life. <laughs> well, well, thanks again, Jim Minery. We'll have you appreciate on again, and I appreciate you coming on. All right, man. Take care. Hey, folks, if you have an idea for a podcast or want to do a podcast, get a hold of me. And if you're on Apple to- iTunes or Podbean or Spotify or whatever, give us a nice like and review. We'd appreciate that. And stay tuned for the next one. Landline.